0: My day starts pretty
1: early 4 30 in the morning i get up i start reading in uh i, I have my first meeting at around 7 30 in the morning with my team and then it just continues it is an honor and a privilege to be the white house press secretary for the president of the united states that is never lost on me that was cringe how many lies were in there what do you what do you think i mean if she's talking uh, it's got to be peppered with falsehoods am i right about that Of course, I'm right about that. Well, happy Thursday to you and welcome. Welcome back. We continue to reside at 888-630-9625. Absolutely free to you, our valued listeners. The normal people of America. Remember normal... Speaking of which, we do have our Remember Normal shirts, T-shirts, and hoodies. We have hoodies, too. I, I like to call them hooded sweatshirts. Please don't buy the hooded sweatshirts and then commit crimes with them. As so many Democrats do when they, they don the hooded sweatshirt. What is it with Democrats and hoods, anyway? You know, going back to the KKK, they love their hoods, don't they? Now, All over the country, you see the carjackings and the lootings of stores and their Democrats are wearing hooded sweatshirts. Democrats and hoods. A long-time love affair. Pretty amazing stuff. Yes, sir. But that was uh, cringe. Uh, Oh, gosh. I, I get up so early, and then, you know, I do this, and I got up, got out of bed, dragged a comb across my head, made my way upstairs and had a smoke. Somebody spoke, and I went into a dream. Now... Um, I I skipped ahead uh, in the lyrics of the song because there's a story out of New York City, perhaps you've heard of it, where they're having the U.S. Open. It's a big tennis tournament, and some of the world's finest tennis players show up. Do they have any men playing as women this year at the thing? You don't know? Jeff doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't follow the U.S. Open and see whether men are playing as women. Democrats like it when men compete as women because... You know, so many of them really didn't do well in uh, gym class and sports and school and stuff. So, hey, wait a minute. I can beat the girls. I'll go I'll go play them. That's the thing. But a uh, fun story out of New York City, Queens, New York, where the U.S. Open is uh, playing. And the headline from the Eyewitness News, ABC7 in New York City, the headline is, The smell of pot smoke is wafting over courts at the U.S. Open, comma, distracting players and spectators alike. Hey, who's pulling bongs over there? Who's got the spleefa? What's going on? Somebody's smoking dope. Just because it's legal doesn't mean it smells good. Well, ask anybody in my neighborhood because, uh, you know, in Washington, D.C., pretty much anywhere you walk, uh, smell of smoke. I was telling you, I I told you a story. I shared with you a story that my best girl and I were walking – to a restaurant we like to walk to. It's about a mile away. Well, you got to walk by about twenty restaurants to get there. But we're walking to this restaurant, and uh, they got a nice patio and and uh, stuff. And and so we're walking to the patio. It was uh, eh, six weeks ago or something. And uh, summertime, you know. Yes, it's summer. And they were as we walk, it smells like pot everywhere. You know, there are pot stores in uh, Washington D.C. You can walk in and you buy your pot and you. You know, and they you can get uh, pre rolls, and you can get uh, this and that, and uh, or you can roll your own, and uh, and you can do whatever they got. And you uh, choose. They got a menu and things. I've gone into these pots too. I've checked them out. You can you can buy stuff. Uh, it's a they have a big lie going though. You have to buy like a you know a four hundred dollar t shirt or a four hundred dollar uh, Xerox copy of an artwork, and uh, then they gift you four hundred dollars worth of pot because they're not legally allowed to sell it to you. So they say, well, if you buy our four hundred dollar T-shirt, then we will gift you four hundred dollars worth of pot, because that's the scheme that the Democrats have come up with. Because their brains are not very good brains, are they? And uh, and so we're walking to the we're walking to the restaurant, and and we actually to get there we walk by one of the pot stores because they're everywhere, and uh, and it smells like pot and it smells like pot. We walk out our building, it smells like pot. Sometimes in the building it smells like pot, and then. And then we're walking and walking and it smells like pot everywhere. And, and finally we got to uh, an area and like, hey, look, we're not smelling any pot. And there are people walking in front of you and they're smoking pot, although it's illegal to walk and smoke pot out in public. You're supposed to smoke pot at home. Um, but, you know, nobody cares. And, and the police aren't going to waste their time enforcing it because the judges will just throw it out because the judges are smoking pot. So pay no attention to that. So we, uh, we got to the restaurant. We sat in the patio and we had a nice dinner. And then we left and we got we got about 100 feet away from the patio uh at the restaurant and we and we we both went and we turned and we looked at each other with a look of shock on our face uh, on both of our faces because we smelled cigarette smoke and we're like okay hey, wait a minute somebody's you don't smell cigarette smoke around here very often that's pretty weird who who smokes cigarettes honestly <laughs> and it was so shocking that uh that We both stopped and went, wait a minute. <laughs> and then we walked back, and on the way back, we only smelled pot a couple more times. But but uh, back to New York City, where they're holding the U.S. Open. And the the story out of Queens, New York. The dateline is Queens, New York. It's become a stink at the U.S. Open, colon. They love their colons. A pungent marijuana smell that wafted over and uh, an outer court, it's an outer court, clouded the uh, concentration of uh, one of the world's top tennis players and left the impression that there is no place left to escape the unofficial scent of the city. It's the unofficial scent of the city. The official scent of the city is homeless people. That's the, but the unofficial scent is, uh, you know, the marijuana, the pot. So we got that. While the exact source of the smell remained a mystery. One thing was clear. Court 17, where 8th seed Maria Sakkari, her name is Maria Sakkari, complained about the overwhelming whiff of pot during her first round loss. First round loss. She's like, hey, wait a minute. Uh, You know, it's like Pepe Le Pew uh, following the smell of, uh, you know, pork cooking on a spit. Walking, you got the uh, the wafting pot smoke. Uh, so that, that's a, this is your, your Democrat party. And the thing is it's uh, also not legal to smoke it out in public in New York either. But, but who cares? What are we gonna do? Start enforcing laws, you know, come on. So uh, she uh, she lost her first round loss and she's smelling dope. She might have gotten uh, what are they what do they call it? Jeff? A contact high. A con- might have gotten a bit of a contact high. Just being in the neighborhood, being in a know a room, a car, other people smoking pot, you're breathing the pot. Secondhand smoke, you know, it's secondhand smoke. Uh, getting a little buzz. Hey, man. So the, uh, the, uh, the, the I love they call it the, the unofficial <laughs> um, um, odor of uh, of New York City. Pretty amazing stuff. become notorious among players in recent years, you see, for its distinctive, unmistakable odor. It's distinctive, and it's unmistakable. Court 17 definitely smells like Snoop Dogg's living room, said Alexander Zverev, uh, the tournament's 12th-seeded man who won his opening match on the court on Tuesday. Oh, my God, it's everywhere. The whole court smells like weed, he said. Stung by stories in the wake of uh, Sakari's match on Monday that made it appear the U.S. Open's... uh, uh, stands are opening, uh, you know, they're the sporting equivalent of, the, of a fish concert, you know, P-H-I-S-H, fish. They're kind of like a Grateful Dead knockoff uh, fish. I know lots of people that are big fish heads. And uh, so the, the uh, fish concert where everybody smokes pot probably does LSD and stuff because you got to keep up the Grateful Dead traditions. The United States Tennis Association conducted its own investigation of sorts to weed out the source of the smell. That's a little play on words there, you see. Spokesman Chris Widmeyer said the U.S. Tennis Association questioned officials and reviewed video of the midday match and found no evidence anyone was smoking pot in the stands of Court 17, leading to speculation it may have come from the players. Just kidding. That it may have come from Corona Park just outside the gates of the intimate stadium court. So this is uh, pretty funny. Uh, in its own special way because Democrats, you know, we're we're becoming uh, a third world a third world country and the Democrats are creating that third world country and they're proud of it. And I don't even care about people smoking pot I really I really don't I think it's a big deal. I don't think you should be arrested and thrown in jail for smoking pot or anything. but I do think that and I' have been saying this for more than 15 years. I think California had it right a long time ago where, uh, you find somebody with an ounce of pot or something. You write them a ticket. You take their pot and you send them on their way. You know, like a hundred. When I lived in California, 30 years ago, they were writing uh, traffic tickets basically for about 100 bucks or 125 bucks if you caught people with uh, with pot out in public. But uh, there it is. So and he may not just be blowing smoke. Sakari herself suggested that when she complained to the chief umpire while up four to one in the first set, the smell. Oh my gosh. I think it's from the park, she said. After her 6-4 loss to Rebecca Masarova, another one of the Ovas. They got a lot of Ovas out there. Sakari told reporters, sometimes you smell food. Sometimes you smell cigarettes. Sometimes you smell weed. I mean, it's something we cannot control because we're in an open space. There's a park behind. People can do whatever they want. Uh, it doesn't matter that it's uh, that it's illegal. Flushing Meadows security staffer Ricardo Rojas, uh, who was working at the gate outside Court 17 on Monday, said he took a break in the park around the time of Sakari's match, and there was definitely a pot smell going on, he said. Wait a minute, you're the security guy, and you're taking a break in the middle of the match uh, in the pot park? I think uh, we're going to have to review the videotape on that. So there it is. It's legal for New York adults 21 and older to possess up to three ounces of cannabis and up to 24 grams of concentrated cannabis for personal use. That's like for vapes and things. And uh, they may smoke or vape cannabis wherever smoking tobacco is allowed. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's different than here. So that means it's legal in a park uh, because the Democrats are making everything better. They know how to make it better. You know how they are. All right, uh, let's go to uh, let's go to uh, let's see let's go to the uh, telephones, uh, Jeff. Let's go to let's go to John calling from Washington D.C. John, you're on the Chris Plant show. Hello, John in Washington. Hey, there you are.
0: Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, uh, I yes. can. Uh, yes, enjoy your show. Of course, um, I'm calling because you're talking about racism. Uh, and um, I don't know if it hadn't made national news, but my son lives in Philadelphia, and a block from his house, uh, a man was walk- – a white man was walking his dog, and there was a, a party going on, and a bunch of black youths um, left the party, ran across the street, and beat the man up, hospitalized him, and he had uh, 100 stitches, it was reported – and it was just unprovoked. And it's something that hasn't reached the national
1: news. Nor will it.
0: Reverse racism.
1: Yeah, it's not reverse racism. It's racism. There is, racism. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, right. uh, and it's very commonplace. He's a Navy veteran who served in Iraq and has done multiple tours overseas. And you're right, he was walking his dog. And I uh, saw him this morning. The New York Post has the story, but the Washington Post doesn't. And the New York Times doesn't. Navy veteran brutally beaten while walking his dog in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly yeah. love. Um, not have yeah. expected this to happen in my own neighborhood, he said. And uh, he was brutally beaten uh, from from head to toe, and his forehead, his right eye, his nose, his upper lip, his chin, uh, all covered with uh, blood, and his left eye blackened, and he was brutally beaten by a mob, um, and of course, if you just reverse the equation, we all know perfectly well that it would be big national news for weeks, and Joe Biden would talk about it and would be roundly condemned. Uh, but this, as we say, John, is dog bites man. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Retired <laughs> yeah, Navy true. commander. He's uh, he was a Navy commander, brutally beaten, robbed, and left with a brain injury, at least a hundred stitches, after he was attacked yes. while walking his dog near uh, Philadelphia Park. Uh, Scott Harris, 62 years old, uh, walking his dog Nora, uh, 11.30 p.m. on Saturday night, came upon a crowd gathered in a neighborhood park uh, in the uh, brewery town neighborhood of Philadelphia, and a large party going on across the street. And, of course, they came over and uh, beat him and hospitalized him, a, a retired 62-year-old Navy commander. Um, and you're absolutely right. This will not be national news. This will never make the national news anywhere.
0: Yeah, and my son lives in Brewerytown, uh, a block and a half from that uh, site, and he has a dog. And uh, fortunately, he has a, a dog park on the roof of his condo, so he can mm-hmm. walk it there. But, uh, uh, you know, it's considered a, a, a fair neighborhood.
1: Maybe you should but get not a. Not safe
0: anymore. Not get, safe anymore.
1: You should get a Rottweiler or a Pitbull, I think. <laughs> That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, John, thank you for the call. I wanted to get to that story. I'm glad you called in and and drew our attention to it because it's an important story. And the man is a good man and uh, he's been interviewed on television and CNN uh, will ignore it because, you know, Democrats. Thank you, John. Now, I got breaking news. You know, President Joe Biden has a plan to introduce the digital dollar and it's already underway. It's not you know, uh, a good idea, and it's vital to understand the potential consequences because, believe it or not, contrary to their claims, it's uh, not in your best interest or mine. Time is of the essence, so taking action now is a really great idea to protect yourself and your savings. You can help protect your savings and your financial future from the risks of the digital dollar by diversifying with gold and silver IRAs. You start by calling the experts at American Alternative Assets. Love American Alternative Assets. Great friends of the show. Give them a call at 888-4-GOLD-20. That's 888-446-5320. They'll give you all the guidance you need on safeguarding your retirement savings. Say no to Joe Biden's digital dollar. Call 888-4-GOLD-20. 888-446-5320. Now, individual results may vary. There's no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal tax investment financial advice before opening an account. Yeah, retired Navy commander, 62 years old. Racist attack? Oh, well, let's not leap to any conclusions. What would our news media do if we had one? Uh, we've got a, a lot. I, I want to share some more with you about the attack in Philadelphia, the racist attack that the news media will completely ignore because I, have, I do have more uh, details for you on that. It's something I had intended to get to. Uh, it's, a, it's an extraordinary story that will be ignored by the racist left-wing news media because they're racists, you know, how that goes. Two races, two standards, no waiting. No problem. Also, I've got um, I've got a lot of Joe Biden news for you today about corruption because of the Biden organized crime family and all of their corruption and obstructions of justice by the Merrick Garland Department of Obstruction of Justice. I've uh, you know it's the DOJ. I'm going to call it the D O O J, the Department of Obstruction of Justice, because now they're obstructing Congress. As Congress tries to investigate, withholding emails, uh, stepping on investigations, uh, I want to share that with you too. Stay right there. All right, i want to I want to fill you in on this uh, the rest of this uh, the details of this Philadelphia story. Since uh, John called in and, and uh, uh, got me going on it, it's, it's a big deal. Um, and, uh, and the media will ignore it because they're racists and uh, anti-military. And it also looks as though, and I, well, let me just share with you the details before I leap to any conclusions. But the story the New York Post has about a Caucasian man, a white man, a 62-year-old uh, Scott Harris who is a retired career naval officer, retired as a commander in the United States Navy. And the New York Post, or a Navy veteran brutally beaten while walking his dog in Philadelphia, Uh, not have expected this to happen in my own neighborhood, he says. And uh, John's son lives in the same neighborhood in Philadelphia. Uh, The New York Post, a retired Navy commander, was brutally beaten, robbed, and left with a brain injury and at least 100 stitches after he was attacked while walking his dog near a Philadelphia park last week. Scott Harris, he spent several days in the hospital, so we haven't found, found out about it until uh, just yesterday, I guess. Scott Harris, 62 years old, said he was walking his dog Nora around 11.30 p.m. Those dogs, they need to go out when they need to go out. On Saturday night, when he came upon a crowd gathered at a neighborhood park, in the brewery town neighborhood of uh, Philadelphia. He said, there was a large party going on across the street that in hindsight I probably shouldn't have walked near. Yeah, sure, you should live in constant state of terror because of Democrats and their crime-ridden hellhole cities turning us into the third world. And the next thing I remember, he said, I'm in the emergency room because I kind of just blacked out after that. Turns out, Harris was attacked from behind by at least one Democrat as he walked past the crowd who knocked the man unconscious and stole his wallet, police said, according to NBC10 in Philadelphia. His wallet. In his wallet, Harris lost his ID, some credit cards, and a personal memento. Sadly, he said... The only thing I really cared about in my wallet was my mother's driver's license. She passed, meaning she died, about 10 years ago. That's kind of how I kept her close. And and now I don't even have that. His mother died 10 years ago. He kept his mother's driver's license, his late mother's driver's license, in his wallet. And the Democrats uh, knocked him out, nearly killed him, and uh, stole that. And they could care less because... You know, Democrats are raising a lot of animals in the United States of America these days. A security camera outside Harris's apartment captured a group of Good Samaritans walking Harris and his dog Nora back to his home after the attack, where his partner was waiting for him. They brought him back. Otherwise, I don't know what would have happened, Joseph Herchik told Fox 29. We were on the stoop, and uh, he was just bleeding. I was on the phone with 911. I didn't know where the blood was coming from. I didn't know if he was stabbed. Thank God you know that they are good people, Harris told the outlet, and maybe they're mixed up with some people that aren't so nice. Sure, I mean, what, what, what a generous way to characterize this. And they just saw a human being in need, and they, and they, they brought me back safely. Um, He said Harris was uh, later treated at a local hospital where he spent three days recovering from the attack. Uh, Doctors told Harris he suffered a brain injury, broken teeth, had swelling and bruising to the face, along with, again, more than 100 stitches. The surgeon said he stopped counting at 100 stitches. But a lot of them are inside my mouth where there are broken teeth. And, you know, he was knocked out as an opening, how do you do, and then stomped and uh, nearly murdered by the gang of animals, and, uh, and then some good Samaritans walked him back. Harris said he served multiple years on deployment overseas. His tours were uneventful compared to his walk last weekend in his own neighborhood. He said, I did a year in a war zone in Iraq. I did two years in Ukraine, ironically, protecting the Biden family fortune, I guess and would not have expected this to happen in my own neighborhood. The retired Navy commander adopted Nora, the dog, from Ukraine. This is, uh, you know, what Democrats are doing to our cities all across the country, and if you raise an eyebrow, then they attack you and call you a racist. Harris and Herchik have complained, it sounds like uh, perhaps they are a couple, and that uh, the retired naval commander, Harris, is uh, a gay man. Uh, Harris and Herchick have complained to the Philadelphia officials, the police, multiple times about the large gatherings happening at the park, but nothing has been done about it, according to the local news outlet. This is what happens when something is not policed. It could have been worse, Herchick said. It's going to take a murder for this to stop. Now, isn't that amazing? Because, you know, the, uh, the Democrats, and we have audio of uh, of the naval commander here, soundbite number twenty four, um, and uh, let's uh, let's start there because this is the retired naval commander that was attacked by the mob of Democrats and in what appears to be a, a racist attack, a racial attack. Um, so the uh, the commander did speak to a local television station in Philadelphia, and um, and explained what was happening to him. There are pictures of him in the hospital bed and. Uh, walking after the attack, but this is now retired Navy Commander Scott Harris, 62 years old.
0: I did a year in the war zone in Iraq, did two years in Ukraine, and I would not have expected this to happen in my very own neighborhood.
1: Uh, but <clears throat> you know, this is what uh, the when you uh, when you gut the police departments and defund them and vilify the police and demonize the police and and support and legitimize and justify crime and the behavior of criminals. This is what you get more of.
0: There's a large party going on across the street, but in hindsight, I probably should have not walked near. And uh, and the next thing I remember, I'm in the emergency room because I just kind of blacked out after that.
1: Just kind of blacked, because the first hit was to uh, was to knock him out. Career serving the United States military, the United States of America, and uh, then you know, Democrats.
0: The surgeon said he stopped counting at 100 stitches, but a lot of them are inside my mouth.
1: It's a pretty, a pretty gruesome stuff. And then um, his friend, uh, Joseph Joe Herchick.
0: This is what happens when something's not policed, and it could have been worse. Is it going to take a murder for something, for this to stop?
1: Yeah, well, it's, and across the country, in big cities uh, everywhere, including Washington, D.C., and New York City, and Chicago, and Los Angeles, and, and now even Portland, Oregon, and Seattle, because uh, the left is here.
0: I want more of a police presence or like lock the park up at night, like the, the, just patrol the neighborhood.
1: Yeah. And arrest the bad guys and enforce the laws because, you know, completely nuts, completely nuts. I'm telling you. Um, all right. Um, Jeff, let's take a let's take a phone call here. That's a an amazing and horrible story. And uh, CNN and The New York Times and The Washington Post will not report it. Because just like they don't report uh, three black teenagers being murdered in Washington, D.C. over the weekend, but they can't stop breathlessly reporting about three African-Americans killed in Florida by a mentally ill person who was involuntarily institutionalized uh, when he was a teenager and then uh, murdered people. But uh, they get it all wrong. Our news media is the most corrupt institution in America. All right, let's go to uh, Jeff. Let's, uh, Let's actually go to line five. Let's go to Terry calling from Charleston, South Carolina. Terry, you're on the Chris Plant Show.
0: Hi, Chris. Good, Great talking to you again. Welcome, Terry. Uh, our, uh, um, our I, I don't know how to describe Biden. <laughs>
1: our commander-in-chief, uh, the president of the United States and leader of the free world.
0: Uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, put Tom put Thurman in the news again. Yeah. And uh, I, my wife actually worked for him as a press aide back in the 70s. Really? And he oh yeah, in DC and and he was just wonderful to her. She was uh, a young girl uh, uh not long out of high school and uh, he he was just phenomenal. She got to know the family. They're just great people. Just great people. And Strom was was uh, a good man and uh you know to uh, and of course that that when you bring that up, it makes Mike tolib have a, a, a hiccup or aneurysm or orgasm <laughs> or whatever is going on in his cavern uh-huh. up there. Uh, uh, and and he's got to say that, you know, the, the Southern strategy and this, the big switch, it's the biggest lie yep. that, that that's so easily provable. It's just beyond my comprehension.
1: Yeah, that's a fact. Because
0: if you look at the Southern, if you look at the Southern Democrat senators – who voted against the 1964 Civil Rights Act—that's Talmadge, Eastland, Irvin, Russell, Al Gore's daddy, uh, Robert cheatsbird and Fulbright, and there's some some I've missed because I most of that's just from memory—all uh, of them remained in the Democrat Party and were re-elected as Democrats, some of them for decades.
1: Very, very good. So You're- there
0: was no— there's just no big switch. That's and a it's fact. it's provable.
1: Now, Terry is uh, making reference all- to Mike the Lib who called in yesterday and tried to do the uh, – because Joe Biden was talking about how he convinced uh, Senator Strom Thurmond. Uh, to vote for the Civil Rights Act, which was a 1964 act, and Joe Biden was not in the Senate then, and he gets everything wrong every time he speaks. Then Joe Biden is laying claim. Later, the White House uh, decided to spin it for him, said no in the 1980s and the 1990s, the Voting Rights Act, and and he convinced Strom Thurmond to vote for them, which is completely ridiculous, of course. Strom Thurmond had given up racism long since, and he switched to the Republican Party, And that's part of this phony myth of the Southern strategy that the Democrats stopped being racist. And, Terry, you ticked it off beautifully, I've got to say. And really, of course, the reason that the South went Republican is the Democrats at that time were burning our cities. And we're talking 1968 and Richard Nixon is running for president. And the Democrats were looting and burning like they've been doing for the last couple of years once again, uh, sacking and uh, burning our cities because, well, after Martin Luther King was assassinated by a Democrat, uh, James Earl Ray, who was a Democrat Party presidential campaign volunteer for the Democrat racist George Wallace. And they're all Democrats. All arrows go back to the Democrats, uh, Terry. And uh, I got to tell you, this this big lie, they spread the big lie like Joseph Goebbels would love, or as the Reverend Al Sharlaton likes to say, uh, Gurgle. He likes to call him Gurgle because he's a historian and a, uh, a million-dollar journalist at NBC, um, but you just uh, nailed it all over the place, Terry. And and they were pro-commie. Uh, Joe Biden's going to visit the the commies in Hanoi. Uh, Hanoi Jane and the Democrats were pro-communist, anti-American. 1968 rioting, looting the Chicago convention, uh, everything else. They were burning our city. The Democrat Party is the just that they're a stain on the history of humanity. From uh, the, the day they fired on Fort Sumter to this very day. And they're a racist racial stain on the history of the United States of America. Um, and, There's and, more evidence. Yeah, go ahead. There's more evidence. The first
0: civil rights act in the modern day was was pushed by President Eisenhower. It was 57. huh. The Democrats fought against that, too. And, they, and there were more Republicans voted in the 64 Civil Rights Act than the Democrats.
1: Um, Furthermore, uh, it was uh, Orville Faubus standing in the schoolhouse door at Central High in Little Rock, Arkansas in 1957. That forced president, he was a a Democrat, uh, George Wallace standing in schoolhouse doors. But it was Dwight Eisenhower, a great American and a great American president, who sent the 101st Airborne down to Little Rock to move the corpulent Democrat out of the schoolhouse door to let the black kids go to school at Central High in Little Rock. And, you know, because, Terry, because the Democrats essentially own academia and the news media, uh, this never comes up. You know, that uh, James Earl Ray was a Democrat Party presidential campaign volunteer, and they love to pretend, oh, George Wallace. Oh, I've even heard idiot liberals on television even say, oh, George Wallace later became a Republican. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He never did. Uh-huh that's a lie they they lie about everything I mean they just if they're talking they're lying it's a truly amazing thing and Terry you're obviously well very well informed on the on the subject and I and I appreciate that and I your wife worked for Senator Strom Thurmond I knew his uh press uh secretary Chris Simcoe I don't know if you knew Chris Simcoe but um, in the I, I don't know if she not.
0: We weren't married then.
1: Yeah, and in the late 80s and in the 90s, uh, Chris Imco, who's was the the daughter of Marine Corps Commandant uh, P.X. Kelly, and Chris Imco was Strom Thurmond's uh, press person, and she was uh, brilliant and and funny and great. And, you know, uh, Strom Thurmond didn't go around uh, uh, sniffing uh, women like Joe Biden and groping and sexually assaulting women like Joe Biden did with his staffer, Tara Reid, but, you know, uh, the victor uh, gets to write the history uh, and um, and the Democrats have written a giant lie about themselves, and, you know, I'm a big fan of telling the truth about them. You know what I mean, Terry? Facts are stubborn things. They are. The facts are stubborn things. That's funny. That came up in a conversation with my friend Pat last night uh, over beers. Facts are stubborn things. <laughs> That's right. Good old Washington saying. Uh, Terry, great call. Um, you're a very well-informed man. I appreciate you uh, calling in. Good talking to you again. Thanks, Terry. Thanks. Good stuff. See all the normal Americans, smart people out there who aren't buying the BS that uh, the Democrats and the media peddle, but I repeat myself. Hey, do you have smelly odors in your home or your office that you just can't get rid of? Well, now you can get rid of any stinky odor with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm gets rid of strong odors from cooking and Cigarette smoke litter boxes, trash cans, even liberals are no match for the Eden-Pure thunderstorm. The thunderstorm starts working in a matter of seconds to clear any room of any odor. Plus, there are no expensive filters to buy on a schedule and have to stock in your closet. Hey, set your calendar to replace the filters. More than three hundred and fifty thousand thunderstorms already sold to happy customers. Go check out all the five star reviews online. It works like a champ. I've got two at home myself. During this week I've got a great deal for you to get your own thunderstorms. Right now, you can save two hundred American dollars when you get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for whole home protection. Put one in the teenager's room. That's three units. For under $200, just go to EdenPureDeals.com, enter the discount code Chris, C-H-R-I-S. That's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is Chris. Plus, because you know me, you get free shipping. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Democrat lie is so big, so big that no one would dare. I've uh, I got to tell you, got uh, a mother saves the day when the school tries to turn her daughter into her son, and uh, Joe Biden obstructing justice again. I I tell you what, I got a lot to get to. Staten Island wants to break away from New York City. An absolute massacre in uh, South Africa. Joe Biden obstructing justice, the Justice Department obstructing justice, and... And uh, uh, save your transgender daughter before the Democrats turn her into your son. uh, Coming up now, let's go. uh, Let's go back to the phones, uh, Jeff. Let's go to let's go to Russ calling from beautiful Winchester, Virginia. Russ, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good
0: morning, Chris. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Listening to you this morning, um, and listening to you this morning, I was also reminded that Bill Clinton was uh, in his larval state with Hillary, uh, were uh, mentored by and lifelong friends.
1: Uh, your phone is breaking up uh, pretty big time, Russ. I, I see on the screen what you were calling in about, though, and uh, if your phone kicks back in. But you're calling in to say that um, that Bill Clinton, uh, hero of the Democrat Party, was mentored by the racist Arkansas governor that I just cited, Orville Faubus. Orville Faubus is the guy that famously everybody learned about it in grammar school, I hope, uh, who stood in the uh, door of Central High in Little Rock, Arkansas. friend of mine actually went to that high school and, um, and uh, to keep black students from attending. And it took Republican President Dwight Eisenhower sending the U.S. military down there to move him out of the front door so that black students could attend. And Orville Faubus was, in fact, a mentor and friend of Bill Clinton. You betcha.